Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Kevin Fishbane, Bears beat writer for The Athletic. If Justin Fields is great, he'll be great with Byron Pringle and Darnell Mooney and acquainted with St. Brown. You would like better players around him, but I think you'll still be able to find a way to evaluate your quarterback, even if it's not greatness around him. Kevin Fishbane talking Bears. Matt Eberflus, George McCaskey, Ryan Poles, Kevin Fishbane. On Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. We've gotten this far. We have we, we have had Kevin Fishbane on every pre-Bears Friday, and uh, we have gotten to the point where we're, we've completed the season, and he joins us now on the Score Hotline, presented by Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. You can see him on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Chicago 670. The Score, well, congratulations, and uh, happy, uh, healthy end of Bears season to you. We made it. We have uh, we have arrived at week 18, and I was thinking, and and Dan, I know I've mentioned this on multiple shows. I think Layla, I mentioned it last week too. That my 10th year on the Bears beat, I think I've covered like one legitimately consequential week 18 game since joining the beat. So uh, yeah, and this will be another inconsequential I week 18 game. I disagree. I disagree. I think this is consequential. Well, okay, yes, you're right. This yes, this this is very and, important. And I would uh, argue, I, I would yeah. argue that it may be the most consequential one that you've covered. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes. I mean, I will. In addition to having the Northwestern Indiana basketball game on one screen, I will certainly be paying close attention to Texans Colts. It's right. like a weird. It's going to be a weird dynamic throughout the game because, like, I don't know how much the broadcast, the TV broadcast, is going to reference this because. Like the league doesn't necessarily want to promote this idea of well, if you lose, you get the number one pick. Um, but certainly, all of us watching will be checking the score constantly of what's going on with Houston and Indianapolis. Yeah, we I all know brief... what's going on. It's it's okay to say it. Like we we're all we're all friends here. We we know what we what ideally, the Bears could get the number one overall pick. That's huge. We're allowed to say that. Yeah, I mean, it would be. It would be pretty monumental, and I, and certainly, Dan, if you told me that Justin Fields came close to breaking the record for most rushing yards by a quarterback in a season, and if you told me they had a four-game stretch where they scored 29 points in a row, um, and if you told me that their takeaways went up, I probably wouldn't have told you they'd get the number one pick, um, but they had the nice uh, recipe for being just that bad. Um, and still having kind of success from your quarterback and getting this to this point where they, they have a very good shot. Because I was saying this the other day, if you're the Indianapolis Colts, there is no upside to winning that game. None. Like, 
like you you will hurt your draft status and you will give your division rival the number one pick. Just Saturday's resume. I don't know how. There it is. (laughs) There you go. Yeah, I wonder if uh, Jim Irsay might be coming down to the sideline to to make some calls himself. Because also, if you're the Colts and you have this relationship with your GM and the Bears GM, don't you want the Bears to get the number one pick in case that's the team? Because there's no the Texans aren't going to trade the number one pick to Indianapolis if they want to go draft Bryce Young. So I I think it, the the whole thing is kind of entertaining from that. Here's what I want though, guys. I want chaos. I want Texans to be two touchdown lead. And I want Nathan Peterman with the ball down two with a chance to go downfield just to see what happens. I think it'd be hilarious. I almost thought of a scenario where, say, you start to see each individual bear that you're familiar with just taken out with each respective drive. like, <laughs> And the same thing happening in Houston. Mm-hmm. Or it's like, oh, yeah, watch this. Oh, yeah, watch this. And then you just keep watching both games because you know they're watching each other. To see who can become the worst on that day. But that's probably just my entertainment brain talking. I I like that idea. I think the Bears still might come out on top no matter what because of their quarterback. Um, The other thing, too, is I kind of like this idea that Lovey's going to want to win. I mean, Matty Bruflus does too, but I just think like Lovey maybe might want to, you know, because there's 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 some rumors flying, right? You know, you're wondering if 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 he's going to be a one and done there, and the 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 tumult that that team has had over the past few years, like does he want to almost stick it to them and and get the dub? Oh, that's savvy. I like that a lot. You're at Hallis Hall now. We had Mark Grody on early in the show, and he was saying last couple days have felt a little bit like the last day of school in, in among the media contingent there. Are you feeling that today? Uh, yeah, well, I just got back from the locker room, and you already saw some players with the giant garbage bags, um, you know, packing up their locker. Uh, so it, it is like, um, I mean, the quarterback switch, Dan, uh, kind of really was the catalyst for that. I think all, everybody's kind of ready for last day of school, ready to, for this season to be over. But then, then when you know you don't, we don't get that one last opportunity to see what Justin Fields you know, can, can try out. You know, we don't get that one last chance to see, hey, maybe we'll see a, a big Fields to Claypool play. You just, the, the, there's very few things within that game that are going to be um, tangible, I guess. Because you know, so much of the season has been about looking forward. Right, like they might not even have Kyler Gordon. He's questionable. I mean, you're, like it is going to be a who's who at cornerback. Guys that literally just joined the team in the past couple of weeks could be starting at corner. Um, I think there's only maybe three guys who started Week One on defense who are going to be starting on Sunday. Uh, so you, you put all that together, and and yeah, you definitely get uh, second semester senior year vibes uh, here at House Hall. Wow. So what is it? Is it Justin Jones, Morrow, and Al Kadeen Muhammad? Uh, let me. I just had this up. Justin Jones, Nicholas Morrow, and Muhammad. Yeah, Muhammad. I don't know if he'll start because he hasn't been starting. And then if Jaquan Brisker, Brisker he'll be. Okay. Yeah. Wow. But there's only there's only a handful of guys that have started all 16 games um, on both sides of the ball. It's very, very few guys, um, which is not too abnormal for the NFL. But um, I think when when the drop off in talent, it's, you already don't have a lot of talent in your starters, and then you go down to your backups. It's just, it's more noticeable. Like, I, I'll be honest, you know, all due respect to um, the guys who were playing corner. I hadn't really heard of them until they got signed. So, I don't think you're alone yeah. in that. I do also want to take it a step further because I think you already have some questions that you, you know 
are on your mind as far as the last day of media availability, which is, is scheduled for next week. What are some questions that you have that are independent of this game's outcome or even what happens in the days before that you know you're going to ask about this Bears team? Like, for example, I think Justin Jones is a part of that group. Or, or how do you see certain people moving forward? What are some of your questions that you have? Yeah, um, yeah actually, Justin Jones, funny you mentioned that. He was just brought up um, by Mark Potash and Matt Eberfuss's last press conference of the regular season. We'll get him with Ryan Poles next week. Um, and it's weird because Justin Jones has not been, obviously, as productive as you want out of that position. He was plan B for them. But he's someone who's been okay, mm-hmm. and he's probably been the most impactful guy in that line. And, again, not saying a ton. But Iberfus did say he pulled Justin Jones aside uh, recently to kind of tell him how much he's improved over the year. And that's someone who, you know, like if the Bears bring in a Jalen Carter, for example, or they go out and sign a Deron Payne, you have a nice piece there in Justin Jones that you you give a reliable guy you can rotate through um, there. I, I think when we when we meet with polls, you know, the number one question is going to be his evaluation of Justin Fields um, and, and next steps for Fields. What do they want to see more of? And then after that is what do they need to do around him? And, and that's kind of a of a general question that we'll get more specific with as we get to combine and free agency and the draft and things like that. But I think with polls, it's also be, you know, evaluating some of these guys, you know, we, we've talked about this before that free agent group, Justin Jones included, you didn't find that diamond in the rough with any of those guys. You did not get the Akeem Hicks. So that just adds to the laundry list of, of players they need to add. And then, and how's he evaluating his draft class? Like, what does he think of, how Valus Jones' season went and Valus Jones' potential. What about Kyler Gordon? Do they still want him to be a full, you know, nickel and outside guy? And, and, and what do they think of his season? So I think there's a lot of that to get at when we get with Ryan Poles next week. I would love to actually ask Matt Eberflus about this. I know I don't want to torture him because I know he can't answer, but he's in an impossible situation now. And the, the way he just had to stumble through the Justin Fields isn't playing announcement was, was, was absolutely comical. And I kind of felt bad for him of what he couldn't say, what he was trying so hard to make it clear he couldn't say, et cetera. But I, I, would, I would like to just kind of ask him and say, hey, that, is this weird for you? Is it strange when your boss has done everything he can do to try to ensure that the team doesn't win this game? And even going back to... Quinn and Roquan Smith and what he how, how liberally he's placed guys on IR he's been he's been windproofing this team for a while I'd love to know have they talked about what's going on and and how is he supposed to keep fighting for the hits principle and doing his job yeah it's a great point Dan and I think you know part of that is you're kind of putting trust in their partnership Ibrufus and Poles that Ibrufus has understood every step of this and knows you know, like if Ryan Pohl succeeds in what he's trying to do, like he's been very upfront. He wants to build something that's consistent. He doesn't want to have like that 2018 blip and then you're back down, that 2001 blip and then you're back down. He wants something that lasts. So if Matty Brufus is on board with that, you know, they're kind of, you know, he's understanding what's going on. But the thing is, and actually Jason Leisure just brought this up in the press conference, trying to kind of get Ibrufus to open up a little bit about the challenges this season. He didn't go there too much. But like the thing about Matt Ibrufus is, he is like a true and true football guy, right? Like every time you talk to him, everybody you talk to who knows him, like he is just your old school, like 
all football all the time. And a lot of the coaches are wired like that too. Like we couldn't get anybody to give us an evaluation of Justin Fields this week because Lucas is like, well, I'm planning for the Vikings. And quarterback coach Andrew Noka is like, I got to get Nathan Peterman ready for the Vikings. We're like, well, we're not talking to you again for months. So like, can you give us something on the quarterback? But I think like there just is this sense among coaches that like they're just going to do what they have to do and work with what they have, right? It's that Gene Hackman line from Hoosiers, like my team is on the court. Like, you know, right, I think or, that or, that's just, or Tom Thibodeau, we have more than enough to win. Yeah, like I just think that that's the way that Eberflus is. Like he gets it, he knows what's happening. He's, you know, he's had to know since day one what Ryan Poles' plan is. But like the way he is as a football guy, he's just like, well, these are the guys I have. I'm going to try to, we're going to try to create the best game plan to beat the Vikings on Sunday. I will say this. Eberflus to me has been a non-issue as far as a rookie head coach. I don't think they've been in a position where there have been some decision-making that, that you could argue was that much on the line. But I think as far as the, uh, the coaching question, you can't argue that he hasn't done his job. I think he, he's done his job and then some. Yeah, I would agree. Um, you know, as you said, there haven't been a whole lot of those – like, for example, he has not challenged a play that then turned into a touchdown for the other team. Right. Like, uh, <laughs> like you know, John so, Fox. Uh, right. So, Benny you know, Cunningham, had, there, right? Yeah, there, there haven't been that many opportunities for things like that. They haven't had too many. I mean, they played close games, but there haven't been, like, these big decisions. I think, the, you know, the Giants game, you know, I remember talking about the clock management, things like that. But from a game management standpoint, there just hasn't been a whole lot to gripe about. Right. Um, and it hasn't been a whole lot to discuss. And I think we have seen some players really buy in to what he's trying to do, um, what he's trying to instill here. It's just, you know, like, it's, it's just really hard to also evaluate that because, and I know I mentioned this on the show a couple of weeks ago, like, like, if this team's a contender in 2024, like, what kind of head coach is Matt Eberflus then? And is he the right head coach for that group? And he might be. Um, you know, I think the Bears hope he is, obviously. Um, if they're a contender next year, like we'll learn more about him as yes. this team, as the talent grows and, and and that they get into these situations where they are in close games, where they are winning games. Um, we'll learn a lot more about him. But just from a first-year standpoint, you know, it, it does remind me a little bit of the John Fox, Ryan Pace first year where it was like, you just got to come here and, and fix what was left. Just, just there's a, you know, I hate using the word culture because it's a buzzy word. But like they did have to fix something here and re, and, and restart, and and he seems like the right coach to have done that. And I think the difference between him and John Fox is it's his first time as a head coach. So he, you know, not to say John Fox wasn't putting full effort in, but there's a difference when you have a guy who's on his third time as a head coach versus a guy who this has been his dream and he finally got it. So I think you did have the nice combination of him he being the right guy for this specific team. And the fact that for him, this is his first crack at this, and he he wants to succeed. I also think, though, that there are times where you've seen him talk a little more pointedly about decision-making, even when he talked about drafting an off-ball linebacker in a certain spot. I think you saw that a little bit then. I know that's been a few weeks ago, maybe a couple months ago. But Aberflus does have some, I think, more define direction pieces than we probably have seen. I do want to see what happens though. You know, when you when you do when you do need to take a shot before the end of the half to to gain some momentum or when you need to manage a clock or how are you calling something in when there's a two minute drill to go other than the ones we've seen this year. But I do think uh I do think he's 
playing his cards a little more close to the vest and occasionally will give us something that we can kind of learn to define him with. Yeah, I'll say this too, Layla. I've been pleasantly surprised with some of the ways he's talked about plays with us on the Monday, on Mondays after games or even during the week. Mm-hmm. Um, I was I had very low expectations during the season based on how he is with injuries, um, but he has not shied away from pointing out a player who who erred. And, and, and or, or pointing out a, a player who stepped up or, or really going into the details, regardless of his offense or defense or special teams. So, and that's kind of what you want out of the role that he has of not calling plays, that he's going to play this kind of CEO. Um, and so we have seen good examples of that, of him being open about, and, and kind of maybe showing off that he is not just a defensive guy, that he's understanding all facets of this game to kind of, you know, because you would like to think that he'll be an even better head coach next year too, and he'll have better talent around him, and then we see what that leads to. Have you talked to Justin Fields about his off-season plans? We have not. There's The hope is that we'll talk to Justin Fields Monday. Um, that's locker cleanout day. Um, we obviously didn't get a chance to talk to him this week, and I'm sure that will come up. Um, you know, last year, you know, remember he had he had Cole Komet, Darnell Mooney come out to Atlanta. Um, I'm sure he he's talked casually about doing something like that, and you know, Chase Claypool's mentioned it. So I, I would expect some kind of thing like that where he'll be with, you know, he'll be doing some work with receivers. And then the, the other question is, what what kind of individual work is he going to be doing, and, and will there be any differences to maybe what he did last offseason? How many yards do you think Justin Jefferson gets? Well, I guess the question is, when do the Vikings shut everybody down on their side too, right? Do they need to like, do they score a couple touchdowns and say, all right, we, we got, we got, this was like a practice for us. And then we, you know, but I'll say this, Layla, go back to last year when yep. every Bears cornerback was on the COVID list and they trotted out guys from the practice squad and they did a really nice job on the Vikings mm-hmm. that night. Um, so he got like you know, 40 yards or something. I thought he was going to get 400 that day. I know it was like it was the Thomas Graham game for and yes. uh, so you know. With that said, like you, you never know, but I could. I mean, I could see the Vikings. You know, they'll go up two or three scores, and then and then maybe they'll have guys rest. They have a different coach now, and I I thought that maybe this was the the reckoning of of not having that game last year. That has crossed my mind. Yeah, yeah, that's true. As I said, it's it's going to be <laughs> Sunday's going to be really weird. It's going to yep. be just a weird setting weird when day. we're again we're watching. Col- we're, we'll be paying more attention to Colts Texans and maybe the game in front of us. There's only a handful of guys who will be playing Sunday who are going to be on this team next year. It's just it's going to be a, a a strange conclusion to to this season. Go Bears, Kevin Fishbane. Thanks for everything. I imagine we'll probably talk once more to do a post mortem at some point, and uh, I know if there's news, we'll we'll talk as well. And shout out to Northwestern. I know that was a big win over Illinois. Yeah. Was, see, uh, we'll see if they're back. <laughs> we'll, we'll wait. Guarded <laughs> optimism yep. is what that sounds that, like. That's what that yes. was. Thanks, Kevin. Guarded optimism. Take care, guys. That is Kevin Fishbane of The Athletic. When we come back, let's look at the initial returns for NBA All-Star fan voting because it matters. The NBA All-Star starters are determined by 50% fan voting, 25% media voting, and 25% player voting. And we have the early returns that are usually a pretty good guide. I just... There's a question as to something that just doesn't make sense to me, but we'll figure that out as we uh, bandy about some of these names next. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. 
Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did-we-just-hit-a-million-orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast we get it attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on netflix but what do people do with their ears well for one they're listening to audio americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day oh and you want the proof well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Score. Dan Bernstein, Lawrence Holmes, Middays 10 to 2 on 670 The Score. And 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. We've got our very first results of fan voting for the NBA All-Star Game. And I know we don't take the time off, but what what can you say about what LeBron James is doing this year? And he's going to become the all-time leading scorer. This guy at 38 years old is just, he's he's settled every single possible argument. Kendall Gill. I No, I'm with Kendall on this. I'm sorry, who'd they name the MVP trophy after? Michael Jordan. Mm-hmm. They should name the best player of all time trophy after LeBron James. He can enjoy that clutch player trophy. Who is who's that named after? Jerry West, it's, right? The logo. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's. But we know what that the trophy is. That's, I mean, it, that's runner up to MVP at at at, at thirty eight. What LeBron is doing and what he is doing, just holding illimitable dominion over the NBA record books, is just astonishing for for him to have fulfilled absolutely everything and more for what it was said he could be from when he arrived on the scene in high school he is leading the western conference front court voting behind him are Jokic, anthony davis zion williamson who's now hurt again the front court for the east durant Giannis, and tatum and jimmy butler the guards for the west curry luca ja sga and clay Guards in the East are Kyrie Irving. I don't know. Fans just don't care about that Kyrie Irving is, is an anti-Semite. 
Okay. Uh, Donovan Mitchell, second. James Harden, third. Jalen Brown, fourth. Where are the Bulls, you say? Where are the Bulls? How are they represented? What about Bulls? What about the Bulls? DeMar DeRozan is sixth in fan voting among guards with 544,629 votes. Here's the problem. DeMar DeRozan isn't a guard. No, he's not. DeMar DeRozan has never been a guard here in Chicago. What are they doing? I'm not sure, Dan. Well, Back I, to you. Honest question. <laughs> Thanks, do you know? Do you know how many times I wanted to say that in the field? You have no idea. I, no you idea. You have no idea. Back to you. I can't answer that question. Back to you. He's not a guard. Why are they calling him a guard? You have more issues with just that in, in, this, uh, really? but like, in these NBA streets. Who, made, who decided that they were going to put him at the wrong position? Does it matter, though? I don't know. It's the All-Star game. Everybody's a guard. I, Have you seen the score? Yes, I understand. But it just that it's just silly. It's like nobody did anybody else wonder like why a guy's in the completely the wrong position? While we're here, am I not talking about SGA enough? Because well, okay, he's fourth in scoring, and the three people ahead of him are without a doubt the best in the league: Luka Doncic, Joel Embiid, and Giannis. Then you have Jason Tatum at five, Kevin Durant, Donovan Mitchell, LeBron is eighth in scoring, by the way, Trey Young and Jaw. And now Jaw is ruined for me thanks to that <laughs> stupid travel video. It's more than it's traveling, it's double dribbles. If you wanna if you wanna ruin Jaw Morant's all-star chances, just start reposting that video. Ruin his game for everyone. I'm really sad about it. But you know that there's another enigma here. Number one, Larry Markinen, number seven in the West front court. The hell is that? He should be higher. A hundred percent he should be higher. That, Larry Markinen is an all-star. Do you know what his true shooting percentage is? No. His true shooting right now? 66.9. Well, that's because... 67, essentially. Yeah, but look at the number of threes he's taking and look at, at his rate making. <sighs> I mean, that's why. Because he's his shots have, have so much value. That's it, man. He, he cracked that code, and we were nowhere near when it happened. But you know who's too high. We know. You can't get as many healthy scratches as Derrick Rose has gotten. <laughs> yeah, we're all voting for him, aren't we? Is that, is that what's happening here? Chicago's pushing that vote? I mean, a lot of this stuff is a little silly. I mean, a lot it's of it, popularity. A lot of it's a lot silly. I'm just, it is popularity, and, and that's why I'm surprised <laughs> that, and, and disappointed that Kyrie Irving is, it remains that popular. Because it's not just, I'm rewarding you for your solid play. It's, I like you. That's what it is. And, right. and if you still like that schmuck, that's on you. So. How do you feel about other people, like, say, in the West? For example, like, Russ is number six among guards in the West. Yeah. No. What are we doing? Once again, you just doing? like the Lakers. That's all you're really saying. Well, I mean, Austin Reeves is ninth. Okay. If you're looking at what the Lakers are, are doing, just they're getting out the vote is what they're doing. That's yeah, that's it. They're vo- see, this is what happens: other people vote, and then your vote gets negated because you didn't. Yeah, but like, like you say, at least the NFL stopped playing their version of the All Star Game at some and the NBA. It's you know you don't tune in to watch them actually play this game either. Well, you kind of do because they laugh at each other, and it's a whole. I love the skills competition. That's right? different, skills, like, but it's part of it all. The skills competition is a little different, and also, I, I'm, I would rather than do the dunk contest, 
have a whole video arrangement that actually allows fans to vote on the best in-game dunk so far of the year. I don't know, man. The the dunk contest here was pretty epic. And Aaron Gordon was robbed. Oh, I thought you were talking about Jordan and Dominique. Well, or, or Dominique got robbed. That's the greatest of all time. That was here, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Not, yeah. yeah, sorry. Not not the the one. I was talking about the one most recently. Okay. I, they're, they're the in-game dunks, though, that really do get us up out of our chairs and screaming. And you see it in your, when, when, when Ja does you know, full layback on somebody. And, after and, he's carried the ball. Yes, after he's taken seven steps with the ball. Because, no, it, ruin, it, it ruins it. It, it is. It's, just ruined it's, it for ca- me. It's carrying, it's traveling, and it's double dribbling. And sometimes all three in the same possession. I... The video's amazing. It's a snitch video. It's just and, and, ruined my sports and, for the last month. And the commentary and the replays and the close-ups, or it's like, look at his feet. Let's count the steps. One, I, two, three, four. We've talked about it a lot, but that's because that is the effect it has had on me. You can't unsee it. You just can't. He's not the only one. No, of course not. <laughs> the, the, what they what they refer to as the gather now, I know they were supposed to reinterpret that, but there's th- that is still very softly officiated to allow for the gather and a couple couple extra steps to get into your athletic rhythm. I know 708. I know it's not just jaw, but that was the one that just, it just hurt the most. It's not like watching a player's bad defense compilation. Speaking of James Harden and the Sixers, that is hilarious for other reasons. But man, it's just an indictment. Uh, who, if you had to give like a half season MVP, who are you giving it to? It's Jokic probably yeah, again Jokic. times eleven million plus one. That's how I feel. Like you want to talk about in game dunks, and I appreciate them. If we did in-game assists, Jokic is beating himself, and in third place is Jokic. It's just stupid. He's just amazing. And his performance against the Bulls recently is a good example of that. I'm trying to see if who else is on this list. Donovan Mitchell, second in guards in the East. Yes, I would like to see him tops on that list. Then you got James Harden, Jalen Brown, Trey Young, and DeMar. Kind of. And someone's saying that DeMar has been listed as a small forward since 2019 on Basketball Reference. Yes. That's because he's a small forward. He's not a guard. He's not a guard. He has played guard. He's just not one now. But that doesn't seem to matter to anybody. You know who's appropriately on here? Clay Thompson. At fifth. He's got it back. But that's also Warriors fans. That's Warriors fans coming out en masse. Paul George, sixth. Can, can we talk about that game last night? Did I see that the, the Clippers had only scored 32 points and a half? No, it was awful. It was one of the worst games in NBA history. Well, I, there were... not as bad as that random game we love to talk about, Tim Battle, the, the Oklahoma City and Memphis game. Oh, yes. That's famous. Where somebody awful. had a plus 57 or something wild. But last night was bad. The good thing about a bad blowout game is sometimes it gives Kevin Harlan a little room to spread his wings. Mm-hmm. And he had a story to tell last night, which you will hear next on The Score. Bernstein and Holmes, middays 10 to 2 on 670 The Score and 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. That guy is headed to the slammer. 
raise a little Jokic awareness because his network can't be watched on cable in Denver. Did you know that? Kind of a pickle over there. They can't watch him on cable in Altitude Denver? doesn't have distribution. Uh-oh. So a lot of people can't watch the game. Uh-oh. 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 Well, the one thing you did see on TNT, if you were watching last night with the Clippers and the Nuggets, was uh, when things get weird, Kevin Harlan is never afraid to get weird along with him. Did, did I tell you? Did I, t- I, don't, I think I've said this, told you the story. When I was at the Timberwolves back yes. in those early days, they had some bad teams. Remember that, yeah, by yeah. chance? Yeah. Yes, we, we do. We used yeah. to come through and thump y'all. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, so the league, the league had asked me, they said, John Kozner, who's no longer there, and John Kozner's an incredible person, Tom Corelli, who is still there, and others said, would you mind creating some, st- some highlights that can be generically used around the league? Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was from Ahmad Rashad show or not, but anyway, so... So we'd have games like this where the Timberwolves were losing by like 30, 40 points. So, so, so I tried not to use the kid's name. All right, here he comes atop the key. Looking inside a congested lane back out to Preston right now. Searching inside. Shot clock is at 10. And inside, Brown slams it in. And they would take those clips and they'd use them. They'd put them like with Jordan and the Bulls or they'd put it with, you know, Dr. J or whoever. And we do, the, do these We do these highlights, these fake highlights in games like this. And there was no crowd noise, right? It was dead. Well, they're never going to pipe the crowd noise in later, I'm sure. That's unbelievable. It's, it's almost predating, like, the kind of thing he would end up doing for video games. Exactly right. Except during game action to, to, to sort of like get in fake highlights in the can. But that's did you? Great. And he just turned it on like that. Yeah. I mean, I know he's good, but that's still that's still very high level of talent. When I was in the CBA, they there was a, we had a league meeting back when it was it was well run for a little while, and the uh, Jim LeBombard, who was the longtime lacrosse Catbirds PR director, who is still in the NBA somewhere, but I think he was with the Timberwolves for a while, with the Raptors, I think, and I think he's got a very you know, high-level job now with, uh, with an NBA team or with the league. And he convened all of the play-by-play guys and, and PR people, and it was great It was because we're all very young for the most part, except that one weird old guy in Rapid City, and he, they would – he, they talked us through. You know, try, they they developmental stuff for the play-by-play guys, and a lot of it was based off Kevin Harlan. A lot of it was here's how Kevin Harlan described this. It, all radio, all radio. Huh? Here's here's how here, here's what it looks like. Here's how Kevin Harlan described it, and it, it was cool for me. And I was always a Jim Durham guy, and I I didn't really think I was kind of arrogant about like I don't need Kevin Harlan because I'm, I'm Jim Durham's my guy, and I know exactly he's nobody's better than Jim Durham. But it was it was fascinating to hear the way that they put. They showed you this, and you listened to this, and they brought some of the, his producers in to speak to us about the way they, they go about it. It was really, really helpful. Oh, he's, he's one of the best. There's no doubt about that. And I love that uh, the NBA is in a place where you can have that conversation. Nobody's going to get mad at you. You know, mm-hmm. you, can't, you can't do that in other leagues as free and easy as you can on the national broadcast in the NBA. But... And is the beauty of uh, how TNT gets weird and creative, and I, I just love it. That's really all that's about. But I, it also sent me down a wormhole of revisiting the Paul George trade, and apparently I haven't been the only one recently. When you talk about a trade that has hurt a team, 
what the Clippers gave up, man, that's that was the setback. Like, I, I got to find that article again. It was from uh, December of, of 2022, so it was just about a month ago. But that Paul George trade will go down as a, a lopsided one. Danny Parkins is back for transition next on The Score. Dan Bernstein, Lawrence Holmes, Middays 10 to 2 on 670 The Score and 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. Let's dance, let's party, let's boogie. So, Danny, we had this transition the other day where Gabe was on the radio in two different places, and then we started dancing to music. Then we started talking about a fake morning show, and it kind of got out of control, and then Grody and I were trying to figure out how to talk about it when the show started earlier today. And I was like, do we tell Danny? Do we not tell Danny? But I just couldn't keep it from you. I appreciate that. I don't know if you you want to know about the bit, but it had me laughing for a couple days. So Gabe was on two different (laughs) radio stations at the same time. Well, yeah. Grody, are we trying to get <laughs> That's the music? state of the industry, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> for, for the record, when Layla did bring this idea up or text me, I said, no, this is not a good idea because Danny will be deleted from the conversation and Danny hasn't talked on the radio for how long? <laughs> I know, the pipes are nice weeks. and rusted. Yeah, so I thought it was hilarious. But I also thought it might not be a good idea for the health of Danny and his need to talk. But then I Make thought it about me. But then I thought I want to include him on this dumb thing that isn't probably even funny to him anyway. Well, just in the no, spirit of camaraderie. I like you. I do. I don't know the rest of the words either. I don't understand FM radio either. Like, we, well, we kind of tried to summarize hey, it in that transition. Yeah, Try fair enough. not to like Post Malone. I dare you. I like Post Malone. Right, because that's that's the type of, like, even if it is not your genre or you think it's cheesy, it's like, okay, I like that song too. I like that one too. You know. no, he's I fine. Taylor Swift's great. Now. Yes. Harry Styles is excellent and, and immensely talented. What if, what if you just tried to mix it up one day and you were a morning show FM host? Like, what I, if you just tried it? Because we have a template we figured out amongst us three. Did you? I, I can't imagine there being anyone less qualified to do music radio than me. Okay, like, well, other than the fact that I can do, do radio. No, you said <laughs> FM radio. You didn't say music radio. Oh, listen, I think that, yeah, no, sports you, talk. Could you do like... A Eminem or Eminem. No, I, I would say like, like, like NPR. Everybody from the 313. Like N- NPR's The World or something. Well, sure. With, with like the, like the, it's all this sort of room set, atmospheric stuff. It's like... Every morning, Malik visits the well in his village. The well is dry. Yes. It is always dry. <laughs> yes, Dan, I could do Disturbing. I, I could do talk radio on FM, and I hope that one day sport, sports talk should be. Like, I prefer yeah. that you do like a thought exercise on the Wu-Tang Clan or something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm very glad I, I, yeah, yeah. I want fake FM Danny on the existence of natural disasters like we did. with like, What's uh, up yeah. with all these earthquakes? They're crazy. Earthquake. We gotta put a stop to these. Yo, if I see that tsunami, I'm gonna punch it myself. In the face of the tsunami. Yo, what's up with these? So now you're caught up. I'm very caught up. We just mm-hmm. did the morning show. It's there very, it was. Brody and I have been texting what's up with these tornadoes for the last 48 hours. <laughs> and it was Dan that started it, and Dan doesn't even remember. It was years ago, and it was during an actual disaster, and Dan said, this is how FM radio stations or B96 might handle it. It's Said, yo, what's up with these hurricanes? You guys, we gotta help out. I don't know what's up with that wind. So, uh, 
Wow. I, I'm just I'm just crediting you, Dan. I, I know okay, that's what I was saying. Know, Make some noise for the radio. hurricane. Yeah. I, I know you you're blushing <laughs> now, but you needed credit. I don't want people to think that that was no, my just, bit or Layla's, but we took it to the yeah, next level. Yeah, I was definitely not that creative. To the next level. I, yes. I just did this earlier today. I, I just got completely fed up, and I and, and I and I asked the question like, why? Why aren't we spending more time in this town just celebrating Justin Fields and loving Justin Fields and, and rather than picking the poor kid apart? All he's done all year is get better at his job, do things we've never seen before, grow as a as a player and, and as and as a person and as a leader and put in every bit of work and not put himself too far out there and and, and trying to live a star's life. He the guy gives to charity. He does charitable work you don't even hear about. And I don't and still, still here in town, there is a reluctance. Maybe the Bears will, they should take a quarterback. They should think about taking a quarterback. What damn planet are people on? Yeah. It's it's enough already. I, I'm with you on actually like 98% of that, and I'm the guy who threw the QB1 party. Like, I am all in on yeah. Justin Fields. I think everything that you said there is 100% true. And I agree he should get better as a passer, and he will. Uh, correct. And supporting him with pass blocking and pass catching and continuity in the system and all of that will be amazing. However... The number one pick is the most valuable asset that every team gets one offseason. And you would not, you'd be doing a disservice if you don't scout Bryce Young. Oh, I want him scouting every very publicly too. Very publicly. I, I want it in the bloodstream that the yes. Bears I that I mean as far I would as be that devastated. goes. I would be yes. devastated if they decided to draft Bryce Young and trade Justin Fields. For a couple of reasons. One, I love Justin Fields. And two, small quarterbacks terrify me. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't like Kyler Murray. Mm-hmm. I didn't like I didn't like Russell Wilson. I was wrong about that until I ended up being right about it. I didn't I don't I don't like Tua. You'll but, be right more than you're wrong. Yeah, I, 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 yeah. And I'm not a Tua guy and never have been. So like so, so brightly, but but take it to its logical conclusion. What if this exact same thing happened, but it was next year? Not next year in terms of Justin Fields, but like if Caleb Williams was in this draft. If Caleb Williams was in this draft and the Bears got the number one pick, I think a lot more people would be down for the best quarterback prospect since Trevor Lawrence or Andrew Luck entertaining that possible discussion because Fields hasn't, with 100% certainty, announced his level of superstardom. So it's a, it's a, to me, there is a little nuance here of Fields is awesome, don't disrespect Fields, Fields is the guy. I'd be devastated if they traded him, but Poles didn't draft him, and we're not talking about taking the kid from Kentucky. If you get the number one pick in the draft and you decide that Bryce Young is going to be Drew Brees, man, it's your job to take him and then trade Justin Fields, and you will devastate your fan base. But and it would be the ballsiest decision that we've seen made. That's by what an you hired him for. But it's, what, it's what you hired him for. Yeah. And 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 I killed Ryan Pace when Dan Weeder reported that they didn't even interview Deshaun Watson. Mm-hmm. I killed him for it because it was it was like there were three quarterbacks in that draft. You had the third pick. You needed a quarterback. What the hell are you doing? You can't take a meeting with the guy who had four thousand and a thousand and torched Bama twice, won once, lost once, you'd be insane not to scout these quarterbacks, just in case. I think he is. 
And he should. Not insane. I think he's got the quarterback. Yeah, but, yeah. but, so, but, but don't, don't, don't you think that that's not disrespectful to Fields? I'm, it's, you, but, but, but how he handles it publicly is going to be interesting. He's going to have a press conference at the end of the season. Is Justin Fields your week one starter next year? You have to say yes. But then you also have to say, but it's my job to maximize every asset that the organization has, and that includes the number one or number two pick in the draft. Yeah, now the, you're caught up. Welcome back. Good. Yeah, yeah. But, but, there you go. Yeah, no, I know. Because I know you've been thinking about this a oh, lot. And, oh, it's going yeah. to be yeah. a huge percentage of the show because I think it doesn't strike me as insulting to Fields to say that if Ryan Poles thinks Bryce Young is way better than Justin Fields – then he should take Bryce Young. I also don't think it's our job to protect the the sensitivities of Justin Fields, who is a grown ass man who is absolutely able to handle all of this. Correct, correct. Yes. But but you're saying why are we doing this yeah. in town? Yeah. It just makes me. It, it, if the Bears hey. had the fifth pick, it would be completely ridiculous. Yeah. If they get the number one pick, it is going to be unavoidable. I don't mind that it's out there because it 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 it, it makes it. it retains or increases the pick's value. Correct. All doors are open. We could take anybody. That's the public message that I want. Correct. Out there. And that's and huge power. Task. Hey, man, that, that's huge power, too. If you had Justin Fields and the best quarterback in the country on your roster, <laughs> that is, in this sport, and if it is the most important position in the world, that is power, man. Yeah, the, the difference is it's not like baseball. Correct. Where, where you could have two shortstops all, and play you, one of them at third base. But you take all shortstops uh, and all center field. Sure. And right. Could, you could play them at center uh, yes. field, third but, base, second yes. base. Okay, right. White Sox, so, I'm looking at you. All right, so, so answer this question. What do you think's more valuable? If, if Ryan Poles said the number one pick is open to the highest bidder, give me your best offer. And then he also said Justin Fields is available to the highest bidder. Give me your best offer. The number one pick is more valuable yep. because I agree. Be, because it it then allows for more flexibility and more ambiguity. It's easier to lose your job being wrong about a guy than it is to lose your job trading for a pick. Right, but they're both very valuable. It's also I think it also has to do at this point with years of control on the on the deal. Yeah, it's too. cheaper. The number one pick is cheaper than Fields, right? Because Fields would be in year three. This guy would be in year one. And you got to pay Fields sooner and all of that. But if it was Trevor Lawrence, who my guess is the NFL largely views as a more pure passer and better player than like a more valuable asset than Justin Fields right now, what would get more in a trade? Say Jacksonville had the number one pick, Trevor Lawrence or mm. the number one pick. I think it would probably be Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, I do too. And so I, it, my point is it's close and it's why this weekend is so awesome. I, I am I am going to be treating this game like an NFL playoff weekend. For the I cannot wait for the Bears on one screen and Texans Colts on another. God bless and it. I am it, so excited. It deserves for it. it. It's one of the biggest weekends in potentially in the history of the franchise. Correct. Correct. It is a monumental situation that they found themselves. We in. are so excited about it. 
that the show has booked John McClane in yeah. Houston no. to talk about. Let's really look yes. into this game. Yes. What's the best way for the Texans to lose this game? No, I'm sorry, to win this game. How do you, what is the hack there? John, yeah. what's the likelihood of Lovey trying to win this game? Please do me a favor. If there's one thing I love from John McClane, the Dean, it's when he gives grades. Someone inevitably gets an F minus, except the way he says it is top notch. He's F-. always like, F minus. <laughs> Just do me a favor. Somebody ask him a question to goad him into answering F minus. Like okay. That. Okay. Like, uh, what grade would you give the Texans as an organization for the last 2.5 okay. years? What about, F- the whole, minus. what about the whole Deshaun Watson thing? How is that all handled? How would you grade Jack Easterby as, yeah. a, F- as, as, a, as a real NFL that's mind? Your, that's yeah. your F minus. What do you think of the fire of Amy Palchik, who's now with Amazon Prime Football? F minus. More like F minus minus. Yeah. Right. Double minus. Just, I just yeah. need that to happen. Also, I feel bad because we didn't thank anybody because I was so bad to, um, to tell oh, Danny. We haven't about started transition yet, have we? No, no, sorry about that, guys. It's okay. I just wanted to get Danny in the fold, just in case he had something he wanted to well, add. Well, thanks, Ray Thank Diaz, you, Mike Rankin, and who was, was it? Tyler again? Was I know Brandon Fryer was helping us out. And Tyler. Connor O'Donnell and our guests. There were Mark Grody. Thanks okay. to that guy. Yeah, how about that? Joe Ostrowski, Bob Snyder, Ala Abdelnabi, and Kevin Fishby. That's a packed show right there. That's a guest yeah. list. Yeah, I, I, it, it went a lot of places. It was today. the only time I got to bring in a guest by saying our next guest once punched me in the balls on purpose. <laughs> okay, I'll bite. It was, it was why? Allah. Why did Kevin Fishbane why? do that? Because yeah. no, Because uh, used to like to hoop with with the hoi polloi every once in a while, and he'd be out there and he'd pick up a couple guys and he'd like to Central Campus and we'd. We we we'd run back and forth, and I crossed him over bad one time. Like got him, yeah, just got him. And he just reached out. It was kind of falling backwards, and whop. Full I mean, John Stockton. Just, I mean, but but I mean, not even pretending yeah. to. I mean, it wow. was. Wow. I was like, sorry. Like, no, you're you're not sorry. You're not sorry. You just hit me in the balls, schmuck. Wait, Jason never did it to you. You don't hit your dad on the nuts on purpose by accident when he was little. I don't know. I'm just saying. No, it's fine. You're not possible. Just, no, that's not on purpose. I'm just, I'm just gearing no. up for having two boys in the house. No, no, no. There's, there've been all kinds of multiple Accidental. accidents. Yeah, okay. Yeah, but no, but we have, a, we have an issue. <laughs> you don't do that. <laughs> I'm sure you would have. How's this ball talk going for you, Layla? The look on your face says everything right now. <laughs> I mean, you can always use a pair, but yeah. hey. Oh my God. Do you ever have that. a great Valpolicella ripasso? No. Where I don't even know what that is. <laughs> what was that? No clue. We're talking Still about. Know. We're talking about not washing out your coffee mug. And, oh, okay. and I, I compared. I don't it, drink coffee. And I compared it to the Valpolicella Riposta, the, 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 the Italian wine that is that is that is put back through the crushed grapes again to give it more character. That's what it is. If the dried coffee from the previous day reconstitutes gotcha. in the next day's coffee. Okay, I see. What don't look at me like you know what that is, Tanny. You ever have <laughs> a, a great Valpolicella Riposta? It's a cheap no? wine. It's, where, it's, I don't even know what that is. It's, it's no. an Italian wine. It's not expensive. <laughs> it's not expensive. Go to go to Binnie's right now. You get a Valpolicella no for twelve it's bucks. Expensive. They're somebody saying did, it's smug. Wait, so no, oh, somebody yeah, has on That's a different aisle at Vinny's. Not exactly. Yeah. Would you like a Merlot? Yeah, Here's yeah. the thing. No, First of all, I didn't know what that was, and I've had my fair share of wine over the years. Oh, and then God. secondly, it doesn't even make sense to the conversation because they're not the same process or intent. Yes, and they they're not are. the same result. Oh, wow, Dan. Now, she, now she's saying that the, the smug analogy didn't even work. Now you got to go back at her on it that. It was just Dan verbally painting a picture. <laughs> well, if it wasn't smug, then... I, I pour mean, soup on your picture. That's a complete loss. You ever smug have a guy. great Valpolicella ripasso? No. Who hasn't? 
Oh, is that good? <laughs> See, I I knew that this was going to happen. Text her here. Uh, why are you doing this, Danny? I was so excited to hear the show while working. Now I'm not because of the, <laughs> <laughs> because of the field stuff. No, Tan, Tanny has pulled uh, what he will he what he thinks that I will consider bad Justin Fields thoughts that have been on the air since I've been gone. And we will react to them uh, in the in the three o'clock hour. So I got plenty of defending Justin Fields and celebrating Justin Fields to do. But it just it Ryan Bowles finds himself in a crazy spot. This was not supposed to happen before the year. I said, and I got crushed for it. I said the Bears might have the worst offense in football. So what happens? If they find themselves in a position to draft a top quarterback and we never got a chance to see if Justin Fields could be good because they didn't support him with anything. Yeah, that would have been the worst possible scenario. We right. avoided that scenario. We, right. But but we got to a scenario where we saw Justin Fields be good and they might get the number one pick in the draft. A scenario that no one could have even fathomed. Right, because, because you would think, were he good, there's no way they could lose that many games. Exactly. It is the this season... Other than like winning a Super Bowl, NFC Championship game, it it is the best possible outcome. Preach and, and so, preach. But so that now, however, you get dealt pocket aces, right? It's the best possible hand you could be dealt in poker, and now it's your job to play the hand. I don't know how Ryan Poles is going to play the hand. I know you want to play a hand against Matt Eberflus because the way he handled that announcement of Fields not playing was hysterical. That guy. That that's the guy you want to see at the table, whether you have pocket aces or whether you've got a two six. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we're gonna it matters the rushing record. And it's a, This happens all the time. A guy gets a he comes and he hurts and he's hurt. He didn't know he was hurt. Hip. It's just hip and it ha- oh, this happens in the NFL. And I'm bring, here's a doctor. I'm bringing out doctor. Is he hurt? Oh yes, very very hurt. I've looked at the MRI. Thank you, doctor. See, the doctor said it. Uh-huh. What joint is the least controversial for an injury? Yeah. Shoulder? Oh. No. Elbow? No. Yeah. Hip? Hip? You know the, the one other thing about Ryan Poles the, throughout this year, and uh, down to Matt Eberflus as well, is that while the evaluations have become more positive of Justin Fields as the season has gone on, they still have not said this is like we got our guy this is our franchise because there is no more ambiguity and this is bef- you know prior to them even thinking about the number 1 overall pick so that's my way of saying that they still we still don't know exactly what Ryan Poles thinks I- i'm more curious about what what did Ryan Poles think when he first took the job yeah. and and has Justin Fields had to win him over throughout the season and if that is the case then i would think that Poles probably thinks yeah you do it is right. It is okay to be skeptical. There is another part of his game that still needs to be developed. There's enough. We've seen enough of his ability to pass at Ohio State to make me think that he can do it. But we have not seen it yet. So that 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 is skeptical is okay. Yeah, I I, I can't wait for it. To me, football season starts on Monday. Like that's when football season starts, and not because of the NFL playoffs. Because of the off season, like I, I cannot wait for my Bears hypothetical of the day. Oh, like, like just like because wine. Well, they they control the off season. Thought exercise. They they control free agency and they control the draft. 
if they get the number one pick. I love this text. Can you at least give us until after the games before you start? No, 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 no. no. I can't do no. that. We started this actually three weeks ago. Danny is just taking it to a new the level. The Bears today. started yeah. it on Sunday against the Lions. Heck yeah, this is a bigger weekend for the Bears than Bears Saints in twenty nineteen yes. or yes. twenty twenty. Then and that was a playoff game. This oh, is where a, Mitch this got is, the MVP. This is a much bigger that that season. But yeah, th- this is a much bigger weekend for the Bears than when they were an 8-8 eight and eight team and the last seed in the playoffs and that we had to watch them play a wild card weekend game and lose. It's so great. I mean, th- and that's why fans gave this, for the most part, gave this season a pass because everybody knew what was going to happen. So it's sort the party's been, go- been simmering all year because it's yeah. a rebuild and everybody wants to participate in a rebuild because yo, it's what's fun. what's with parties? What's with this rebuild? Yo, I just yeah. want to punch that rebuild, yo. <laughs> Insane. Uh, good to see you uh, both. Good to be back. Uh, good to see these guys over here. Speaks will be back on Monday. Grody, kind enough to sit in. Absolutely. The, ge- the general, John McClain, on how Lovey Smith and the Texans can win for the Bears at yeah, 3 o'clock. Minus. Dan Wiederer uh, nice. at 4 o'clock. Tons to get to, including some sourced stuff that I have on the Bears president search. So we'll get to that as we go throughout the show today as well. It's Parkers at Spiegel on the score. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.